people don't like process. People want to get money fast. But to be honest, you'll get to that place and you'll be like, okay, what next? At what stage in your career do you feel like someone has to prioritizing the money more than the experience? Should we prioritize money over experience from the beginning? Welcome to the Other Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Toby, and I'm joined by my amazing wife and co-host, Larry. Join us as we chat about our careers and share life experiences that just might help you navigate your career too. Welcome everyone. It's episode 19. How do you feel about episode 19? Well, we're about to get into it, so I think I'll need the next 30 minutes or so. But are you excited to be here? Yeah, no, no, I am, definitely. I think the, the last episode got a lot of love, which was nice to see. I think he had an amazing guest on. Very, very interesting conversation. So, grateful for that. Yeah, excited for this episode too. Yeah, she's that kind of person that I'm keep you talking for a long time you don't even realize it yeah it was a long conversation yeah but it was good yeah it was good good. and we had to the only reason why we had we stopped technically not the only reason it was that it was at an engagement to go for but ivana woke up ivana is a uh, 17 month old daughter she woke up and we had to attend to her so a combination of those things (laughs) was the reason why we ended the conversation otherwise it kept going yeah so but okay. Yeah. Excited to be here this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited for this week. We have a very relatable topic to discuss today. Okay. But before we go to topic, actually, we should tell everyone thank you for going yeah. to our Instagram page, actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we posted, we shared our new Instagram page and. We've gotten like a few followers, so thank you guys. At least now we know. <laughs> I know Toby's always like, we don't know who is listening to this, so thank you guys. We're very grateful for your support, and we hope you keep enjoying this podcast. Yeah, honestly, like I wasn't too keen on opening a social media page for the podcast, but we were convinced by our amazing producer to just go for it and to do it so it was nice to see people respond positively to it i honestly always feel like it's just me you maybe my brother that, and then a couple people that we know a couple of friends that we know that actually listen to this podcast <laughs> it's nice to know that people are interested in the concept of the podcast generally so that was yeah. nice so thank you please spread the word about the podcast one of the things we really want to do is to get more guests on the show so the more people that we can reach the more people that we can connect with via the page or other means yeah uh it would be good for us and also if you're in if you want to be a guest on the show if you if you have a career or a job or Something that you're doing that you know, doesn't have to be a job, it can be a business that you're doing that you think is interesting. Yeah, we want to talk to you, we want to learn more about your your work and, and share it with people. Yeah, just send us a DM and yeah. we'll definitely respond and see how we can fit or work together. But yeah, thank yeah. you. So 
What do you have for us today, Mr. Nifesi? Well, you know me that I don't have something <laughs> for us. Our producer has something for us that she thinks would be a good topic to discuss. And I agree. I think it is. I think it's something that people, most people, who, especially those who are like doing something on their own, not necessarily, this is not necessarily like a, I don't think it is that, but this is not necessarily for people who are in a job no situation. I think you can go both ways because so. yeah, it, okay. So maybe we should introduce the topic and then we can we can say okay. So today we're talking about money versus experience, basically, right? In money terms versus, of compensation, yeah, money versus experience. I think it can go both ways. I think it can go for business. And at the same time, I think you can go for career. And why I say career, like for if you're in a formal, like in a career setting, like yeah. office, with and why well, like a job, a job yeah, function. nine to five. And why I say that is because let's be honest, when you go to apply for all these jobs, we need someone with five plus years experience. Oh, true, serious. Eight plus years experience. Huh. So, my dear. <laughs> So actually, this conversation can actually go both ways. Yeah, it's, saying, actually. yeah, it's well-rounded. I think anyone. It doesn't have to be like yeah. a business person. Well, this could be applicable to yeah, just about anyone. But essentially, the conversation is about what is, especially when you're starting out, what is the right way to think of compensation? Like, should you go for what can offer you the most money? Or should you go for what can offer you the right the, the most experience, especially when you're starting or when you're growing your career. And on the flip side, employers tend to, or employers or clients tend to angle the idea of this would be good for your exposure. Not necessarily exposure, but more like, not just exposure, but more like experience or this. Would be, like if they know that you're still an up and comer, they'll kind of trade in your face like this will help you to grow and use that to like downgrade or devalue your, your service a little bit i think maybe a good place to start is is the whole idea of like before we even get into the details i want to get into what we consider experience because like you're saying experience in the job market is sometimes doesn't even make any sense because you're like you need five years of experience before you can get a job that may be a junior level so, yeah. what do you think the value of experience is generally as it pertains to getting a job or getting a gig from the perspective of the person looking for a job or the freelancer? Yes. Honestly, if you're looking at the pers- you're looking from the perspective of someone that is looking for, most times it's annoying. It's like this is first, like, like we honestly don't get it. But then if we want to like come out of that bit, it's like. I guess the skills, character. I, was, I don't know why character building is was in my head, like character building and also skills development, because when you find yourself in certain situations, sometimes it teaches you how to, like in those moments that seem like, oh my God, why do I have to do this thing? It actually teaches you how to stand. It's one out of two things. You can go through that and just complain. Or you can go to that and actually see the benefits. So I think skills development, like you learn like yeah. skills as, as simple as communication is key, you know. In our generation now, like if you just see one thing that's wrong, everyone's coming for you. So communication is actually very important. You learn patience. You learn about yourself, right? 
what you're working, what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you can handle, how, so I think skills and then also like personal traits and I think have developed, sorry, character building as well. So all these things. So, so you, you can help develop your skill set, help you develop your character, like yeah, professionalism. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I get that. Like, because experience is not, it's not tangible, right? People try to use the number of years as a way to quantify experience, mm-hmm. but really, experience is more based on what you've been through, more the challenges you're able to like navigate through. Yeah. That is actually better way to gauge experience what kind of situations have you found yourself and how did you come out of it that to me that's what experience is and that's why i guess in interviews when you go for a job interview you have all the situational questions like ask you about oh you know if you you know for example they'll ask something like what would you do if you got negative feedback after like two or three rounds of revisions what would you do how would you respond to that can we just... and then you have to kind of explain you know you know the ways you yeah oh yeah i i'll listen to what they say i'll try my best <laughs> to incorporate their suggestions try and meet them after, blah 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 so they you ask those questions just to gauge what kind of level of experience you but then that's not fair let's just let's sit here for a bit in this okay. thing i think that we need to actually meet a, a and like an hr person because an HR person, yeah, it's not fair. Uh, I know a couple. Someone yeah. is actually tensed. Why would you not be asking the person if you give me negative feedback? Like, why do they How set do people up? I mean, I think I, think I hated those questions. Question, but like, but that, but the point is that that question is about gauging the person's level of experience. But to me, that is pressure in an interview when you know the person wants a job. There's no like, it's that's where I'm coming from, like. It, like, already I'm tensed. Then you'll be asking me question. Like, you're asking me literally jam question. On the topic of interview, like, I, I maybe to your point. I feel like interviews are supposed to be a conversation. Technically. Like, at least the way I know it from journalism. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, if you're reporting a story and you have oh, to yeah. interview, you know, a subject about the story. It's supposed to be a conversation. Yes, it may not be a two-way conversation where we're both asking each other questions. And sometimes it is, but it's supposed to be a conversation. The conversation is supposed to be a bit introspective. It's supposed to be something that like, gets the other person speaking and speaking freely. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take that into a job interview setting, I feel like a good interviewer is someone that's super, that can actually get the other person to reveal more of themselves. Not to put the other person on, under pressure. You know, it, it gets it to, it's supposed to give the interviewer more insight into the person's skill sets and like we're talking about the person's level of experience. So yeah, to your point, I agree with you, like some of the questions they ask. I don't know if the question about feedback is that difficult of a question, to be honest, but there are several questions that they ask during interviews that I feel like is either unnecessary or just like, my that, mind uh, is not even there. Pressure. My mind is, am I going to get like... Yeah, yeah, people just want to like... Yeah, so I think it's a bit tricky because you... I remember I went for an interview. Three people just sat down. One person will say, so how do you handle this? I'll answer. Then they'll write in their book. The other person will answer, ask question, well, how do you write this? Remember, 
then I, they said I should ask a question. Maybe I asked a stupid question. Fair enough. And I was like trying to connect with the owner, right? Because she was yeah. there, like the CEO. And I was like, oh, how do you feel like being in your space and then being one of the first women actually do this? It might not have been related to like the the interview per se. Maybe the experiment to ask them. But I thought that would captivate someone's attention. Like, oh, wow, as a woman in this space, you know how I've tried to go. Yeah. She looked at me like... That's my question. Like, she looked at me like I asked a very stupid question and gave a brush. And that's how I knew I would feel the... What kind of answer did she give? She just gave, uh, being a woman in my space, and there's no, like, it doesn't affect me. I know my words. I'm like, okay. Yeah, um, she wasn't really into to speak I'm about herself. S- I'm very sorry, ma. But that's how I knew I'd feel the interview. I mean, that's how you know you're not supposed to be there anyways. Yeah, because I can't even handle that kind of scene. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if, if that's someone you want to work with. Yeah, and that's how I yeah, that's how I lost and they called me literally after to tell me I wasn't getting it. Like, and and that's and that's actually a good point because, you know, going back to, to the conversation about experience, you know, mm-hmm. from a an employee's perspective or a job candidate's perspective, when it seems like a job can offer you a certain level of experience that you might need to advance your career, mm-hmm. sometimes you forget other factors. You forget like what who this interviewer, what oh, the yeah. person seems like, or you forget like, you know, if it would be a conducive experience, like conducive environment rather to work in. If that if your colleagues are people that you actually want to spend time with, because and, and and it happens to a lot of people, especially starting out of out of school, like when you just finish from school, right? We chase experience. Yeah, we chase the job experience. So whoever is most likely to give you a job that will give you a certain level of experience to get to the next day of your career. People tend to like go for that. And so Yeah. My, yeah. My it, first experience was not my first place was not conducive. I mean the people you know like they were treating me bad, but I just knew that I couldn't stay more than a year in that place. Yeah. I don't know how yours was but my first working experience like with people I don't think and you're right, actually. It wasn't the best. I don't think a lot of people that tell you they walked in like places where they had harsh bosses or something, you yeah. realize that they were just doing that because they needed the experience yeah. or they needed to. So you hear some stories. But then I, I'm sure there's still people that will tell you, oh, my God, the first place I walked, it was such a beautiful, like I had a very good, they were willing to teach me. But you tend to hear more uh, horror stories around experience. Yeah, especially if you're an immigrant, yeah, Canada, or you, you maybe not some let me, let me, immigrant is a blanket term, but if you're like if you're on a student visa, and you graduated, you're on your postgraduate visa now, and you just need to get experience, you have three years as a postgrad, your postgrad visa, and you just need to get work experience so that you can put that towards applying for like a permanent residency at some point. Sometimes you just go for whatever, whoever will give you that experience. You know, whoever will give yeah. you that experience within the, what's it called, the NOC, the job. And the worst thing is that but, they even change it. So, yeah. yeah so, it now, but yeah, I had, I had to change that too. But yeah, but like, so some people will just go for whoever will give them the required number of years, you know, and that might be in a copy work environment just that and some people because at first some people will be like oh, I have to stay in this job because one, one, I think for most of them once like you want to accumulate a certain number of like 
months or that applies. So some of them will stay in the job, even though it's crappy or some people will stay in a particular place, a particular city, just because they have to work in that place. So it's a challenge. And I understand it. I understand why like a candidate might chase experience or not even just a candidate. I understand why someone who just starting a business might actually be willing to just do some work just to get some experience to build stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe just to get a review that they can use to, to chase bigger clients. So I kind of understand it from the perspective of the the candidate or the freelance to, just getting started. Yeah, to be honest, there's no there's no one way. There's no solution. I don't know if there's like a perfect or oh, this is the best way to say oh money if I say experience and all that because everybody's path right is different you know some people like in some careers for example that right off school is easy for you to just get into your field you know and then there's some depend on your school also there's some schools that offer let's say internship during your course so by the time you go there yeah co-op and you do your best you know that can speak for you you know so these things vary so some people are easy but then what I also realized, and maybe that's where we are also speaking from, like, or maybe let me speak for myself, where, and I think I've shared this on this podcast, like, where some of us have shot ourselves in the foot is that we focus only on school and we don't do anything outside of just schoolwork. So, coming here, having been here for a while, I noticed that people who are born here, you know, do school here, I noticed that. They start them young. Like, they start them young. Like, even from high school, the schools actually uh, organize, like, open, is it open day or open university day or something they call it? They take them to the faculties. They show them the association. Like, they expose them to what happens in the university. And so they already have experience. And then also, from, like, grade 11, grade 12, they start encouraging them to pick up jobs within school. So there's a school in, when, when, when I was in Winnipeg, actually, there's a school that I know, so like they would tell, so they used to do this thing whereby, it was a private school, so they do this thing whereby in the mornings for parents that had work, you could bring your children as early as 7 a.m., even though school starts at 8, but you could bring your children as early as 7, and then you could pick your child later than, school closure which is like three so you can come pick your child like 5 p.m so they had like before school yeah it was called before school and after school program so what the school did was that they encouraged people in grade 11 and grade 12 to apply so the school will pay them so parents obviously will pay for those programs and if you're interested grade 11 or grade 12 are the ones that will supervise but obviously there will be other teachers so when you start that by the time the child is used to that, by the time they enter, as little as that, right? You can be like, oh, yeah, I I took care of this in school. That's something you add to your resume, you know. They go into university with that mindset, and then you see them volunteering a lot. You see them going to the professor. And I think that, so this system already encourages that because it's very experienced, like, not, oriented. yeah, it's very experience-oriented. Yeah. So, yeah. people. Yeah, definitely. I agree. With you. I think if you're in that kind of system, you yeah, clearly I'd be open to someone that, you know, you, you're here to study. Yeah. 
the only way that it seems like you can evaluate your your being here is by <laughs> your grades, right? Yeah. So I understand that, like, you know, I, but, you know. It's tricky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to balance it and you have to yeah. have that, that, you have to have the right people around you that can advise you True. in that direction, right, you know. Yeah, but but let me we should talk about experience versus money because we because mm-hmm. we just talked about how we understand why people might chase experience yeah. when they're just starting. I've done that too. Like uh. I chased experience when I was trying to get into professional writing. You mm-hmm. know, I was in school. I had a blog, a blog online. Like obviously, it's an online blog. I had a blog, uh, but I just wanted to write professional. I wanted to write write in a professional setting. And the way I did it is actually I went to a publication. I would I read uh, some of the articles. I knew some what their style was like. I chased a story myself. I wrote the story like an article, and I sent it to them and said, "Hey, if you like this, I'd like to write something similar for you." Even in the volunteer capacity, they liked it. They brought me on as a volunteer. I was writing stories for them for free articles for them when i say it's stories in the world of journalism it's technically not like a fiction it's more like an article yeah i'm just making that clear in case someone doesn't understand but so yeah i did that for like maybe a month or so and before they brought me on as a as a proper staff but so that was me chasing experience mm-hmm. that was me chasing knowledge just trying to get myself a foot in the door Right, so I we understand that that's something that sometimes we might need to do, but at what stage do you have to say, okay, you know what, I can't prioritize experience over money. I can't be getting experience, and I'm not, get, I'm not getting anything monetary. I'm not getting any monetary returns, or I'm not getting any actual, or the money that pay me isn't able. I can't use it for anything. It's close to nothing. At what stage in your career do you feel like someone has to start prioritizing the money more than the experience? Or do you feel like we should prioritize the money from the beginning? I don't know. But I honestly, for the first question, I want to be honest yeah. that I honestly don't know. Okay. Uh, but and why I say I don't know is because I think it, w- it would differ for everyone, you know, where you're at and at some point, like, let's say, for example, right, like if you're a single person, let me not say a single person. I don't want to use that because I don't want it to be like, oh, some people don't have responsibility. Like, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think it would differ for you. There's a point you probably will get to and you realize, okay, I actually have learned a lot. I can see my worth. Like you, you yourself, you'll be able to evaluate your worth and you'll see how good you're doing and you'll be able to like, okay, now I need to actually increase my price or like start earning based on my worth. I don't know if there's a particular year or time, like it will differ, right? Depending on where you start and what to, what kind of career you're also into. But should we prioritize money over experience from the beginning? I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't, I don't think I would say prioritize money over experience from the beginning. I understand, you know, very sometimes. Like, I understand money is important. You know, money is good. Trust me, we have bills. You live in a, a country whereby you have to pay for every single thing. Like, for example, now, inflation. 
everything is expensive. Everything has so money is important. I'm not doubting the fact that money is important, but I think that in the long run, whatever you are doing, money is not a solid. It's not a solid thing to hold whatever you are doing, yeah. because you will just keep chasing for like like you guys like even back we're, we're Christians right as the Bible like Toby and I, and Bible tells us like. The love of money, right? The root of all evil. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not the money that is evil, but like for the love of so like if you're going after money, this is how we find people doing so many things. Like you keep going, 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 and you will find yourself you might not even put in the best sometimes. It's like, oh I must get my money at bank. I think that yeah. whatever you're doing, your experience, your even your integrity, you know, your excellence, like the work you're doing should take precedence, purpose, while you're doing it. I would put all of those things, values, before money. Money is good, trust me, but yeah, I don't think in the long run. <laughs> what do you think? No, I think you're right. I think it's different for everybody, like you mm-hmm. said. To the first question of when do you start prioritizing money uh, over experience, uh, I agree, different for, for everybody. If you're someone that just starts in, obviously, get the experience. And, and and maybe try to get some compensation going as well, but uh, I think it falls back to and this is similar to what you said. It may fall back to responsibilities, may fall back to your capacity and capacity wise in terms of your how how develops your skills, your skill set. How much do you know? I remember when I was in when I was in college, I went to meet an advisor because I didn't. Do, like I was, I would go to see an advisor, especially in my first few years. I'll go to see an advisor after every semester just to assess my performance, to get their thoughts on what courses I should be taking next and stuff like that. And there was one particular semester I didn't do well in a couple of courses. And the woman looked at me and asked me, you know, she pulled up my results and everything. And then she just she goes, "Are you married?" And I'm like, "No, I was maybe seventeen, eighteen. And I'm like, "Like, no, I'm married. Like, do you work?" Like, right now, no, really, no. At that time, I was working. Or maybe I was. I can't remember. Maybe I worked in something yeah. small, but I can't remember. But she kept asking me a couple questions, and then she's you know, like, "There's no reason for you to not be doing better than this." Was what she said to me. And the point was that. I'm young. I don't have that much responsibilities. What else am I doing in my time? Yeah. Right? Um, and so I think that, you know, when you don't have that much responsibilities, and that can be someone that is 18 or someone that is 38. Depends. You you know where you have a lot of responsibilities. You know, you know, you, you know if, you're, if you're not having to pay rent yet, trust me, you don't have responsibilities. There's a responsibility that you don't have. If you don't have kids yet, trust me, there's a responsibility that you don't yet have. If you don't have, like, a side job, if you're only working a full-time job, trust me, there is a responsibility that you don't yet have and you may not need to have. But, yeah, depending on the level of responsibility, I think that, you know, you can gauge if the money is necessary. You can gauge if maybe the money that you have is just enough for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can do an extent prioritize experience. But if your responsibilities begin to multiply and you realize, okay, 
to take care of these responsibilities, I probably need money. I can understand if someone decides to prioritize money over experience. I can understand if someone decides to chase the opportunity that will bring them the most mm-hmm. income, regardless of like the level of experience there, or regardless of the potential for gaining experience. Okay. So, so I think to an extent, there are lots of other fact- lots of factors that mm-hmm. determine how someone you know prioritizes one over the other, money or experience. But I think responsibilities is likely a big factor. Okay, but then I have a question. So yeah. you saying that? Do you think that it's easier for someone to work in a job that they don't like and do it just because, you know, I have responsibilities and I just need to pay my bills or live my life than, or or you think it's easier to start a business and be like, I need the money, start a business and everything's about money, money. Which one do you think is easier? You see, it's interesting because you're acting some way that since I was 18, mm-hmm. I've always worked. There's never been a day that I didn't have a job since I was 18 or just before 18. Uh, so, and I'm pretty sure at least 50% of that work were things that I didn't actually care about. Well, you I didn't had responsibilities. I didn't actually love that much. Yeah. So, for me, because part of doing that was I just had to, I had to work. I don't even know if I've shared it on the podcast before, but like 2012, no, 2011, December, my dad came to visit me from Nigeria. And they had been keeping it from me, but he told me that he had had an health situation, an health care, where he collapsed at, at work or something like that. And so he was retiring. And I believe he was still in like the late 40s at that time or so. But he was retiring. And so he told me, clearly that the money coming from home was going to reduce. So by January 2012, I knew that I had to get a job to sustain my livelihood as a student in Canada. Like my parents would still pay my fees to an extent, but my allowance and stuff would probably be reduced. So I know how to get you. So since 2012, I've always worked. I've never one day I've not had a job. And so I had to do some crappy jobs at some point just to get by. So so again, it depends on responsibilities. It depends on what your situation is. Yeah, because I'm... And yeah. I'm not saying that people should do things that they don't like. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to do it to get ahead. But also sometimes... And I read Casey Neistat, who is a filmmaker, said this. He had a similar experience. We had to do some crappy jobs mm-hmm. while he was growing his filmmaking career. Sometimes doing the crappy jobs actually help you know what jobs you want to do yeah because while you're there doing the crappy job you're like ah shoot i wish i was somewhere else that mm-hmm. somewhere else is where you're going to want to get to eventually and so yeah. you work towards that yeah so, i mean yeah thinking about the standpoint of like when you're a service provider you want to be very mindful when you're collecting people's money right mm-hmm. i think it's very tricky to say that you want to start a business i'm like you're just calling price and money because there's also the fact that people want to negotiate. You know, people want to, ah, this is my budget. Can I reduce? So I think it's very tricky. So I, I would say that it's, you might have to do some kind of jobs. I mean, it's not one fit. It's not one size for, it's not one thing for everybody. Some people are able to do the business and it works. But I think that it might be a bit difficult to start something on your own 
and you're you're looking for response and you have responsibility and you're calling a big price and as you say when you start something your own you don't know where the clients come from to get it might be one off so i think it might be easier not to say easier but most times we find ourselves doing jobs that we don't like just to sustain the responsibility and then maybe on the side you can still keep growing what you like or what you're doing like the main yeah. the bigger passion you have because to be honest i am more on the side of my own is not necessarily over response i was more the responsibility like financial wise i think for me it was more of like an immigrant student and you know that you have to find something because your papers are going to expire and so what do you have Is to a do student you say like a student or that just finished school right and you have to switch your yeah you yeah. have to switch because you're you have your only timeline yeah you have the three yeah so grad. that was okay. that was my own that's the side that was the responsibility i would say i had and my first job was was crap <laughs> was nonsense it was so bad that it didn't even still fit in the noc thing that's how bad it was but was the experience yes it was the, it was torture i used to walk in the cold <laughs> for how many minutes to get to the place so it was torture but it's part of the story <laughs> yeah yeah so but i mean but i had to do it i needed to i needed to do something i needed to be able to say okay this is how much i'm making i have bills i'm the first born there comes a time where you can't keep <laughs> they start looking at you like what are you doing <laughs> yeah you know your siblings are looking at you like what are you doing so i think it's, yeah you're right responsibility plays a huge and your uh, obviously your parents yeah. want to see you working regardless they like, want to see want that to yeah they want to see that you're rather than nothing right yeah, it's, I mean, that's fair. Like, I understand what you're saying. Like, it's sometimes you just have to do the jobs that we don't like. But eventually, as long as we know that's not the end goal, as long as we don't get too comfortable in that role, right? We we know we're looking for working towards that. I understand it. I think that, uh, yeah, no, I think that there is a there is something about some of the things I hear recently or. I don't know if it's a new the, the Gen Z. I don't know if it's Gen Z or I don't know if it's just like where the internet is added at the moment. Like I hear some things I feel like it's like messaging around, you know, going for the most money. <laughs> where did you see that? Or messaging around no not not messaging around like, you know, like if you I don't know, there's there's a sense of like the the value prop for a job i feel like it's now around money and i get it hey, money is important money is crucial but i was looking at a writer there's a writer that i stumbled on and they're a freelance writer they ghostwrite like i do they also do some other kind of like writing stuff that outside of ghostwriting but the entire brand revolves around the idea that they made six figures as a freelancer, as a freelance writer. And they're releasing a book now that's pretty much about that. Like <laughs> that book is going to sell because be called, like, everybody... Six-figure freelance yeah. writer or whatever. And I think just the idea of the six-figure in front of their, in front of that title, it makes me feel so much because I'm like, 
there's, there's something missing. Like, six figures is not the goal. Trust me, six figures is not the goal. Trust me, six figures is actually not as crazy as people make it sound. Six figures is not the goal. But, like, just the idea of putting that in front of the word freelance writer makes people see that title. Like, the six-figure freelance writer or or the person really just pushing their brand as at that makes it seem like that is the goal of what we're doing. And I think sometimes as much as a job can give you money, much as, you know, having X amount of clients can give you money, as much as we need money to have options and to be able to, like, make certain choices, money is not the goal, in my opinion. Money is actually not the goal of working. Money is a means to, you know, buy back our time. That's how I see money. I actually see money as a way, if I can get money, I'll be able to, like, I should be able to buy back the time. Buy back time and have more time to spend with family. Have more time to spend with friends. Have more time to learn about myself, learn about God, like, read books, stuff like that. Money should be working for me, not the other way around. So, when I see, like, some people talk about jobs or businesses and the value prop they're using to, like, emphasize, you know, you know why this business idea is, the, is a great business idea or why this job opportunity is amazing, the value prop is the compensation, the monetary compensation. I'm like, that's not entirely true that's not there's more to this a job is more than just the income a job is the colleagues you have the kind of environment you have the kind of manager you have you know the kind of work you're doing the if it's in line with what you really want to do mm-hmm. on uh, a, a client you know working for a certain client that may always certain kind of business idea even that might bring a lot of money but it may not necessarily be aligned with your values or it may not necessarily be in line with what you want to do in, over, over the long run. So, so as much as we're talking about experience versus money, look at, as much as we're saying that, yes, there's time, there are moments where you value experience more, there are moments where you value money more. I just want to just say that, like, money is not the point of working. So let, let's do a it's, bit of... It shouldn't be the point of working. Let's do a bit of psychology here like listening to you so why i said that is because i, I agree with you actually like money is because before i say what i want to say like you can see people that there's some people that are making so much money and they're not happy where they are where they are that's the truth you can be in a job and then they're paying you so much money but you're frustrated in the same place in this, that same place and you can be at a job whereby you're probably not earning more than someone else but you love your colleagues like that place where you are you have more peace than someone else who is working in a company because at times you hear someone say i was like i've heard people say that i had six figures say i left the company why because i just there was nothing like my boss was harsh you know like you wake up in the morning and you can't even after outside of the morning it's like then what next you get so like and that there's that human nature in us whereby what's next you get but you can't suitcase. I'm making all this money, but then I'm frustrated. I'm not myself. I'm not happy. I'm not at peace and all of that. So there's that. But now this part of psychology is that 
when people grow up with that mindset of hustling mentality and then you've grown up maybe responsibility like you could know the environment you've grown up yeah. it's one out of two things so people are like oh, i can never ever experience what i experience like i have to make it in this life i have yeah. to hustle to make this money so that becomes their driving force and so when that's your driving force i, I mean these people that are writing this book we don't know right but maybe they're trying to show people how and what how fast they can gets money but when that's your driving force someone's going to go google six-figure freelance writer and see the book and see what i'm talking about yeah but so, yeah Wait, sorry to these people hey, i'm not i'm not discredi- <laughs> discrediting this person's career they're probably <laughs> an amazing writer i just don't like the no i, the yeah, body I, prop, I get what you're saying so like when someone is actually a person's driving force is money yeah. then yeah and then also let's be i'm sorry to the younger generation like the gen z's i know they feel like people come for them but Everybody wants to get something fast. I, I'm not saying Gen Z alone, like, but I know Gen Z, like, because I've said, heard someone say that the Gen Z can work on a project. Like, you had your Gen Z at work, they work on a project, and next day, the Gen Z was asking them for a raise. It's like, I've earned it. Like, they are very, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, they're very maybe quick it's to. a larger conversation about yeah, the um, times we're in. Maybe, because I know that, like, millennials are definitely not as wealthy as previous generations were, you know, at this stage of of their careers. You know, I know that Gen Z exposed to a lot of, like, economic challenges, like they've been through a pandemic. They are going through a recession, back to back. There's all this climate crisis. They have been exposed to a lot of things, as, you know, uh, in, in a moment where they're coming of age. So... Maybe just it's the signs of the times of like, no, this is what the generation has been exposed to, so they have to figure it out. Yeah, um, but uh, but I wouldn't even say just Gen Z. I think generally, because the person are, I'm speaking, I'm talking about is definitely not Gen Z. Like she's probably a millennial. Yeah, well, or, people are quick too. People don't like process. People want to get money fast. Right. So there's there, there's as I said, psychology of it, right? Like there's also that. Yeah. You know, whereby people just want to get money fast and everything. But to be honest, you'll get to that place and you'll be like, okay, what next? The responsibility. It's true when it's so funny how the more money you get, the more I don't understand. Like, I remember one time we're talking about how we would put like a set budget for groceries and we will be so disciplined. And it's like, when like things opened back up like after covid and then work everything was full on gear it's like that budget went south and i don't understand how yeah. <laughs> like you get more you just get small income more <laughs> and it's like you can't control yourself but yeah so like you get to that six figures and it's still the same thing but i agree with you though money is not everything yes money is important not, it's not the point of work. It's not the point it, of work. Yeah, yeah. I think we are purpose. Maybe that topic of this episode. So maybe that's the topic of the episode. Money is not the reason why you work. True that. Honestly, you should be. There should be more than that. There needs to be more depth in it. Again, there are times where people prioritize money, and I absolutely understand. And there are times where people prioritize other things like experience. But I think when we're looking at everything holistically, I think we should. Yeah. There's just more to our time and efforts than just the money we're getting back. Yeah, because the truth about it is that you work, you work, you work, you work for the money sometimes and you realize you don't even have time to spend. They're giving the money to BC Hydro. 
giving the money to a landlord. Like, bank, yeah. Like, oh, you're giving the money to, I don't know, your child's daycare. Or, yeah. Or, or something. School, university, or something. So, there has like, to be more. There has to be something for you. Yeah. You so, know? Yeah, you're right. You know, it, yeah. That's to, that's to be something worth it. Yeah, there has to be. But in the aspect of, like, I, I think that as much as, I think, yeah, it's just, I, the the first thing I'll say is just know where you are. Like, you know, sometimes we, we, we run away from assessing ourselves and where we're at, you know, and then just be honest with yourself. Like, where exactly am I? That's actually very important because like, and what do I need? Yeah. I feel like some, sometimes people jump into some opportunities because they've seen other people jump into some opportunities, but it may not be the right one for you. Like even certain industry, maybe tech industry. Everybody wants to work in tech because there's money. (laughs) Yeah, but like maybe tech or maybe, I don't know, like back in the day, the banking industry used to be out in places like Nigeria. Like I feel like sometimes it just gravitates towards like where we've seen people go to and get opportunities. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, we have to, like you're right, you have to be self-aware, you have to figure out what's best for you in every situation. I think with regard to that, I have one rule. And I have one rule or one thing I tell myself. Honestly, wherever God tells me or wherever I believe God has sent me to, there'll be money there for me. <laughs> like that's how I like that's you how pros- I live. I will prosper wherever. Like that's something I had to tell myself because I know that as you say, right? Like even just coming here maybe African community were very book minded. And everything is white collar jobs, no high end. You need to like you need to you need you need to go to Oxford. You need to go to Harvard. You need to do like all those things. But I just had to tell myself at some point that wherever God actually has for me, I will prosper. Like there will be provision for me there. So I don't know how everybody wants to interpret it for themselves, but like you don't have to be in any industry. Like just be aware. Like what exactly do I want, and then how do I build? to where i want and that and that, and i think that's something that you know honestly god bless rose she said in the last podcast like the episode 18 if you haven't listened to it it was a good conversation so check it out but she said something that really stayed with me and i think that's something i'm going to take she was like sometimes like she she's never really been a school person that much but she's doing what she has to do for where she wants to go to so in that case, she's not having to, like, unless, now let's be honest, experience is not even only having to work, like, menial jobs or anything, but, like, even her going through a PhD program, that's an experience. Yeah. And that's because, because she, she made a decision, like, the rooms she wants to step into, the places she wants to sit down in, you know, the influence she wants to have, she has to be able to speak their language. So this experience is actually very diverse. So I know what I want, you know, I know where I want to go to in the fashion industry. I need to get certain experience. So I need to be willing, like, you know how you asked me last time we're doing networking, how do I, I go for events, nobody invites me. I use my money. I might be using my money right now to pay and some of those tickets are not cheap, but I'm putting myself in the places, that's experience. Nobody, yeah, yeah, like that. So this experience would differ so I just want to change that it's not based on only when you're in, you know, just finishing from school 
or and then you want to start something you know it would differ for different levels of where you are so like when you're done with school what do you need to do you know when you're even working you probably might be well established where you are but i guess the bigger question is where are you so that's back to what to be like it's not only for money because it's only for money it's like you keep all that you keep telling your the people around you or your business structure will be like how can we get money but what else are you doing to get so you can't be aspiring to be president yeah. and then your qualifications don't fit presidency like you can't become a president just because of oh there's money in president i mean that's what's affecting our country right now because people are just going for power to get but when there's purpose and you're going there because you actually want to change things then you now actually be able to build and you're willing to go through certain things the experience i feel like i'm preaching like clap for me like clap for me <laughs> yeah no i think i think you all said i think i yeah. Thank you. Put there, some put some respect like said, on my name. <laughs> you should look for more. You should have more of you should expand our criteria for yeah. some of the opportunities that we are, you know, selecting for ourselves. Yeah, but please, if you have any money for us, book us. <laughs> if you want to pay us. <laughs> if you want to pay us. I mean, yeah. If you have money for us, please reach out to us. Episode nineteen, I'll say we have some experience. So <laughs> we've done our part. So please don't feel like we don't we like money, please. <laughs> oh yeah, no money is good. I'm hey, joking, money is good. Yeah. Money is money. <laughs> money is important. Yeah, it's so important. I think this is a good place to wrap up. Thank you very much for listening. Please leave a rating, review. Let us know what you think. If you aren't already following us on Instagram, you're welcome to join us there at Outdoors That Sound Podcast. You know, you can send us what you think. You can send us a DM or share your story. Is experience more valuable than money when it comes to job seeking or client opportunities? What do you typically go for at this stage of your career? Let us know. And please continue to share with your friends. We really appreciate you for doing that. Have a good week. <laughs>